0: It's good to see you this morning, just the beginning of May. I'm intrigued by this season of life. There's always been an undercurrent of healthy debate, maybe even disagreement in our country as to what the best course of action is on any kind of topic over the years. But for a few weeks, it kind of seemed like our disagreements subsided a bit. And they weren't as prominent, but if you've been paying attention to any news, you know that after three or four weeks of semi-agreement, we're kind of back to the same polarized sides that we see most of the time. This is often the case for me. I know and deeply love and appreciate friends and family on both sides of almost any issue that comes up in our world both sides i know are passionate about their beliefs for reasons that i think are legitimate uh often what i can say uh at least is i must be easy to get along with because i have a pretty diverse group of friends and so in the midst of all the chaos that's happening right now um for some more for others i am grateful that the holy spirit comes uh, in the midst of times like these in times that we don't even always expect, with a reminder for me that although although I am a citizen of the United States, which I am grateful for and proud of, my true citizenship is in Christ. And my focus is on the eternal kingdom. Of course, I have my opinions. I feel things deeply just like my friend's. And family do, um, especially even the ones that don't agree with each other. But I'm left with the question, even maybe some tension as to where and how my energies in this season, how my resources, my focus, my passion, how should those things be spent? In this reflection, I'm drawn to the New Testament of Galatians. The author, Paul, of the book of Galatians spends a good portion of the book talking about law versus grace and the freedom that we experience when we say yes to Jesus as our Savior. And considering how to spend my time, who to engage, how to engage them, where my emotional energy should be focused, I'm uh, reminded what Paul says in Galatians 6. And I'm going to invite you to give some feedback uh, through the YouTube comments, through the Facebook comments uh, here. um, And as we're reading the Scripture together... Comment on a word or a phrase in Scripture that jumps out to you. This isn't um, you know, something that you need to think about too much. There's no tests. There's no wrong answers. You don't even need to spend time second-guessing your first impression. Just comment on what word or phrase in Scripture hits you first. And so we're going to be going to Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to be looking at the New Living Translation. We're going to have it up on the screen for you. But uh, follow along, starting in verse 7. Paul says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Again, I'm looking to see comments on Facebook and YouTube about what uh, element in this verse jumps out at you. You might even wonder, hey, if I've said yes to Jesus, Jody, do I even have a sinful nature? It's a good question. Scripture is full of statements about sin and our relationship to it. In addition to sinful nature as a term, the Bible uses other ones like our old man, or our old self, as well as terms like our animal or human nature. It's the Greek word sarix, which essentially means the natural part of mankind without Christ that often ends up making decisions solely based on the things that feel good and the benefits that uh, you get to oneself, even if that means oftentimes hurting others. The Bible teaches, though, that once we say yes to Jesus, our identity changes. Once we become saved, our identity changes. We will continue to sin. We're going to make mistakes. We're even going to hurt other people around us. But that is no longer our nature or identity. Our identity is Jesus who conquered sin on the cross. Got a couple of people who've got in on the on the comments. Uh, John Zapara said the word nature jumped out. He also uh, mentioned, as a studier of scripture, that it could also be translated as flesh. I particularly like the idea of, uh, like Sid did, that you will harvest what you plant. It's something that. Popped uh, into his uh, thought. That's something that hit me too as I was reading the scripture. Somebody else, Jeannie, said, Let not be weary in well doing. Such a good concept for a time in life where we might be tired of certain things. Daryl says, To live by the Spirit is awesome in this text. And I would agree. I love the idea that whenever we have the opportunity, that we are called to do good with everyone. You can keep those comments coming in. I might uh, still get to highlight them, but you know, because of the nature of the live stream and the delay, uh, it doesn't always come in at once, but great job. There'll be more time uh, in the next section here. Paul is cautioning the early church about acting and living in ways that align with the sinful man. But instead calls us to live in ways that please the spirit. And those two things are very much at odds. Uh, They really there is no crossover between the things that uh, a sinful man wants and the things that the spirit wants. This is true, I believe, in every season of life. And so if it's true whenever it's true today that we are sowing. While we are at home, we are sowing something. We're planting when we leave to go to work or if we're still home, telecommuting. We are planting. We are sowing in our strong feelings, uh, which I know are out there about government, its role, how well it's doing, maybe our frustrations with other people, maybe even people we really care about that don't believe The same way that we do, we are sowing. We are planting in the way that we uh, relate to those situations. And eventually, what we sow, we will reap. What we plant, we will harvest. Corrine got in on that portion of Galatians 6 and said that the part that uh, spoke to her was to not give up. I love that. I feel like some cycles of planting and harvesting are quick. And some are a slow burn. We don't even see what we're going to eventually harvest for years and years and years. And, and we've done a lot of planting in the meantime. The cool thing is that the big concept in Galatians is that we get to experience grace within our connection to God's family. Which is good because we have made mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes and not live a perfect life. But God sees us as clean. God sees us as worthy only because of Jesus, not because of how we've sown or reaped. And so that's cool to just sit in that truth that even if we sow things that uh, are destructive and we plant things that don't make sense all the time, there is grace and God accepts us and loves us because of the thing that Jesus has done and that our identity is in him, not in the sinful man. So we're left with a decision on how to live within that concept of grace. How do we live within grace? Romans chapter 6 addresses this when it says uh, in verse 1, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Big question mark. Paul says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We have access to live new lives. What we do with this new life in Christ, how we sow and how we uh, reap and how we plant and how we harvest, we want to do it in alignment with what pleases the Spirit. There's a picture of what pleases the Spirit Uh, found just earlier in the book of Galatians in chapter 5. And again, as we look at chapter 5 of Galatians, I would love to get some feedback through the YouTube uh, and Facebook comments. As you read Galatians 5, what word really pops out to you? What fruit really pops out to you? Let's look at this together. Galatians chapter 5, again in the New Living Translation, starting in verse 22, says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Here's the list. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. That is powerful language. Verse 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So as those comments come in, I know that this particular scripture has been one that's been special in our family for for twenty one years as how old justices early on in our um uh time of having kids, the vineyard put out a couple of songs that were specifically for use in sunday school and there was one in particular that was called want to be filled with spirit and then it just went through all of the different uh, elements and we had a good time as a family singing that and using that in the sunday school program that uh, the kids were involved in a couple of folks say uh, this about this scripture sid says that self-control uh, jumps out. And I super identify with that. I think Sid and I are on the same page. I was telling some friends uh, that uh, it's, it's changed the last couple weeks, but a few weeks ago I felt like I was eating and drinking like it was Christmas. And, uh, and that might make sense when it's Christmas, but it doesn't make sense for weeks and weeks uh, on end. Daryl says that he loves that we have access to some new lives, new life in Christ, Kendra says that the idea of letting the Spirit lead us in every part of our lives jumped out to her, and Debbie said gentleness. Such a good idea every day. Somebody said patience, and someone else just said amen to that. Jeannie said joy. I love that. Jeannie exhibits joy. I'll be talking about that for Mother's Day. Just you wait. You can keep those comments coming in. And we'll refer to them. And so what does it look like today? That's the question I think that I have. What does it look like today, this week, to sow these fruits of the Spirit, the ones that you're commenting on, the ones that the uh, Scripture lists and that are highlighted in your life? How do we do it? How do we live that way? How do we do it with the stranger we encounter when getting groceries? How do we do it just with the people that we're living with right now? How do we sow the fruit of the Spirit in our social media posts, our comments, the opinions that we have? How do we do that? How do we honor each other and honor the Spirit? It's something that we need the Lord to reveal to us day in and day out because there's so many things in life that are going on and that change on the regular. Daryl said that love was highlighted to him as he was reading that section of Galatians 5. My question is this, what is highlighted for you? And it's not just because I asked it. I believe that God uses his inspired word, scripture, to speak to us as clearly as if it were an audible voice. If I walked into the room and said, pay attention to joy today, If that hits you, that is what God is doing. He is speaking to you today. I believe that he is inviting you to draw near to him to pursue the things that please the Spirit. Reagan said that kindness was something that uh, was highlighted to her. I love that. So as I wrap up and we get ready for communion together, my desire for us as God's people, Jesus' church, is that we are known for sowing good things. Not the things that got nailed to the cross. That happened. That's one and done. We don't want to keep dragging that stuff back to our lives. It was nailed to the cross. It doesn't mean that we can't have opinions. Of course, we're created to uh, use knowledge and wisdom in the way that we live. We can have philosophies that are different than others. We can agree and we can still disagree. But, like Paul says in verse 26 of Galatians 5, we should not be conceited. We should not provoke each other. We should not be jealous of each other. Some verses say envious. This essentially means that we should not compare ourselves with each other. But instead, let's commit to sow the fruit of the Spirit and live like Jesus did. I want to go ahead and take a moment and prepare for communion.
1: Uh, I just want to read real quick um, the book of John, chapter 6, verse 33. And it says, For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So when we take communion, we are remembering Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for our sins and the divide that was between us and the, and the Heavenly Father being, being cut. And so just as Jody was sharing on reaping and sowing, today I think as we take communion, it would be good to consider for a moment all of the wonderful things that we reap Because Jesus sowed them for us. Hmm. He went ahead. He sowed the things and we get to reap them. Jesus is our bread. He is our spirit. He fulfills that spiritual hunger that we have in us. He gives life to us. So let's just take a moment to consider those things that we reap because Jesus sowed. And then I'll pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your great sacrifice. We thank you for the many things we reap because you have sowed them into our lives. We remember you today, Lord, with thankfulness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and take the elements.
0: Amen. I want to just again extend a blessing uh, to those that um, today may still be feeling disconnected, may be feeling isolated. Um, those that are feeling up are feeling energized. I just encourage you to reach out to people in your circle that um, you know, maybe you haven't connected in a while. If it's a phone call, a text, might just be a note on the internet. Just Continue to touch um, each other's lives, you know, in little ways and big ways, so we can be the body of Christ, encouraging each other. As you see folks uh, in the community that are lonely, reach out uh, as you can and just continue to be Jesus to them. So we're grateful that uh, you took some time to participate today. Continue to just pray for uh, the advancement of our city our state, our country, towards health, and the opportunity to gather again uh, in person. That's something we're excited about. So to take us out, uh, here's a little note from Landon. Bye-bye. Thank you for
1: joining us.